Hello and welcome back to the DFTW podcast. My name is Michael Head and I am super excited that you chose to push play today and to listen to episode three. Uh, Again, I just want to say thank you guys for being a part of this project. Uh, The DFTW, just want to explain what that is, stands for Don't Forget to Write. And the reason for that is I will get into a later podcast about the true meaning of why I named this the Don't Forget to Write podcast. But really, it comes down to sometimes the words and the phrases that were meant to harm you were really actually for your healing. And so that's why I call it the DFTW podcast. And so again, thank you guys for sharing and telling other people about this. I love seeing your stuff on social media. If you could keep doing that and text this to your friends, uh, the amount of people that are that are listening to this is absolutely incredible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And let's get into episode three. We all have people in our life that when we're around them, we feel like, man, is life really that bad? We call those people cynics. That was me for a very long time. And even before uh, December 2018, kind of when I hit a a, a deep uh, depression in my life, I was very cynical leading up to that. And what I'm learning about this cynicism that I battle is that it can honestly really mess you up. And if you're somebody who is predisposed to depression or someone who who has some things in their life they really haven't worked on, when you're cynical, all it does is enhance the depression and all the other things going on under the surface. And so today I would love to talk about kind of my journey with being cynical and, and, and some ways that I've learned to overcome it. One thing that I know is that cynics suffer and die from heart problems in crazy numbers. How do I know this? I didn't just make that up. Uh, A cardiologist named Donald Haas at the New York Mount Sinai Medical School, he found that suspicious people who suffer from heart disease are more than twice as likely than their optimistic friends to end up dead or hospitalized. He says that cynics may be less likely to follow the doctor's orders either out of spite because they feel like they are wrong. Let me. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> cynics and people who don't trust anybody are twice as likely to die of heart disease. Are you kidding me? And so these are the ones that are like, yeah, the doctor doesn't know anything. You know what? I'm right. I get it. Look, being a cynic can truly kill you. And so there is a debate if being cynical is born or if it's a psychological issue that happens just because of life. And if you think about it as kids, man, we grew up and we loved to color, at least I did. Uh well, if I could, I loved to color, we loved to paint, we loved to write, uh we loved to play outside, do puzzles. I mean, we were so curious about everything. Why? Cuz we didn't know anything. I, I don't know about you, but uh, when my kids go to school and they'll co- they have a library day, and when they come home with a book, the books are books on things that they want to learn about, uh, like dinosaurs. I mean, you remember how excited you were at one time to learn about dinosaurs? Or I remember I would learn about fish 
And I remember uh, distinctively, I did a book report on salmon. And why did I do that? Because I was curious. Now, I think sometimes as adults, we feel like we have to know everything and we have lost our curiosity. What in the world actually happens to us that we go from totally happy, everything's going great, to someone who could care less about anything and knows that they are right about everything? The root of cynicism is knowledge. You know way too much. You were hurt so badly that you feel as though it will always be that way and that you're constantly looking out for yourself. And that's not a bad thing to take care of yourself. It's not a bad thing to, to kind of have your head on a swivel, but it becomes a bad thing when it starts to dilute who you are and it starts to take away from who God made you to be, which is not somebody who should be cynical and negative. But it does make sense. And, and maybe for you, you had a carrot placed in front of you. And it, hey, go chase this carrot. If you do this, then you'll get this. If you do this, you'll get this promotion. If you do this, I will never leave you. If you do this, and, they, and, and, and maybe someone put a carrot in front of you, and it got pulled out in front of you multiple times. Maybe promises were told to you that were never kept. And it makes sense at times for you to become somebody who doesn't trust. And then what starts to happen eventually when we stop trusting, we start to believe that we are right and we start to believe that people are against us and what happens is our hope goes away. And when that starts to happen, it can really ruin your relationships and mainly your relationship with the Lord. And so some people who are listening to this may not uh, may not agree with me on these parts and may not understand the part about Jesus and the Lord, but let me just say, um, without Jesus and without the Lord, I would not be who I am today. I would not be uh, <laughs> this better version of who I am. Yes, I've done a lot of therapy, and yes, I've done a lot of work. And yes, I could not be who I am or where I am without Jesus Christ. And so it starts to ruin our relationships. Why? It's because we close our heart to others. When we close our heart to others, we are closing our heart, which means we are becoming hardened. And what will happen is it eventually and slowly will eat away at our prayer life. I mean, we can even get to places where we're so cynical that we, when we pray, we believe that these things aren't even going to happen and that God is not even listening. And so what's even the point of prayer? My neighbor, Jesse, has taught me so much about overcoming doubt and cynicism. So Jesse, he's been doing life a long time. Jesse also has a beautiful yard and he has great flowers and all the things. So I'm a little jealous of Jesse. Uh, we'll talk about jealousy on another episode. Anyways, the other day, Jesse got home from a two-month vacation and he walks over. As soon as he pulls into his driveway, he gets his wife out of, out of the car and he walks over and he says, Michael, how are you? And I was, oh, I'm doing so good. And he starts to ask about my grass. And he starts to ask about my flowers. And the truth is he's asking questions. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesse, my yard doesn't compare to yours. Yours is amazing. Why are you asking me how I did this? And then what does he do? He starts talking about his beautiful 15 hour drive through storms. Who does that? Who doesn't, who, who can talk positively about driving 15 hours through rain and stormy weather, most people or myself would complain about it and say, oh, these storms, I can't believe it. And these drivers and the cynicism just starts to, <laughs> to flow out. Not Jesse. He said, man, I am so glad to be here. 
Um, I am so glad to be home. I'm so glad that you guys are doing good. He didn't complain about anything. He did. He he didn't say anything about all the neighbors. He was just glad to be home. And something I've learned from Jesse is I believe that because of how he lives his life, I can learn a lot from it. One of the things that uh, I know about Jesse is he's curious. He doesn't know it all, but truly, he knows way more than me. He's curious. He's a learner. He wants to know so many different things. And I believe that that can help overcome cynicism. Because if we're curious and being okay not to know everything, we can see this absolutely crush cynicism. Something that I have learned, and not just from Jesse, was that learning is so much fun. And it is fun for me. I love to research things and study things. If I'm going to buy, I don't know, floor mats for a car, I'm going to study so many different kinds. I'm going to look at the reviews. I'm going to make sure they're all good before I purchase it. And what does that do? It helps me not to know it all. It helps me to to slow down and, and, and actually learn. Remember what I was telling earlier about my kids and how they bring home books about dinosaurs and they bring home books about different things because they're curious and they want to learn. Ask questions. It's okay to ask questions and not know everything. I think in our culture, we have become people who need to know everything. Why? Because it's so easy to know everything. I don't know how we knew anything outside uh, back in the day without Google. Are you kidding me? Because we can search it and get it so, so, so fast. But just like Jesse, who asked questions about things he he already knew about, he was just curious and he was open. And I think for me, I've learned that asking questions and actually realizing I don't know everything has been so freeing and calming in this area. And then one of something else that is so important, and I know this is last, but it certainly should be first, is pray that our hope is restored. Why would we need our hope restored? Because hope is what goes away when we remain cynical. And again, this makes sense. This makes sense for people who've been hurt so deeply, or they've said that this is going to happen if they can do this, and it didn't happen. The cynicism starts to build up, but we have hope. And when you pray for your hope to be restored, it truly will be restored. And it may just take a little bit longer than you want it to be. As a recovering cynic, this can happen. Your hope can be restored and you can become curious and you become a learner. You can become somebody who just asks questions. And I I just love the encouragement that, I don't know if it's encouragement or what it is, but Matthew 14, Peter is out walking on water. And what what happens is he starts to look around and he starts to see the storms and he starts to drown. So yes, he he is at first walking on water and then what happens is, is he sees the storms, he sees the waves, he sees all the things that are coming at him. And what does he do? He doubts that he's actually going to make it and that he's walking on water. And what happens? Immediately, Jesus puts his hand out and picks him up. And whenever he picks him up, what does Jesus say to him? He says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I just want everybody to understand that doubting is something and being cynical is something that does happen, even to those who are walking next to Jesus. And we see Jesus completely loving on him, period. And we see him pulling him up out of the water. And so there is hope for those that are hopeless. There is hope for those who have been hurt so 
deeply and you feel like, man, I am this way and this is who I am, I would disagree with you. You are not that way. You are not a cynical person. You are actually born a very curious person who over the years have been hurt so deeply that you can do nothing but be cynical. Well, I just want you to know that Jesus says immediately he can stop it. Immediately he can help you. All of this is coming from a recovering cynic. Do I have it figured out? I don't. Do I work really hard not to be cynical and not to be a doubter? I do. And something that gives me hope is that I'm okay with who I was. I didn't love it. It wasn't a great thing, but there's nothing I can do about it now. And I've learned that if I can't show the compassion to my past self, then I can't show commitment to my future self. And I am excited about where I'm going. I'm excited about what God has for me. And I'm okay with who I was. And now I'm becoming a better version of who I am. And I'm also excited to watch my hopelessness start to rise into being hopeful. Thank you for being here and listening to the third episode of the Don't Forget to Write podcast. If you could help me out and, again, let your friends know and let people know about this podcast if you like it and if you think it's worth their time. And if you could leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Uh, We've got some really great things coming up. Uh, We have some guests that we're lining up that are going to be outstanding. And so uh, if you have any any requests, if you have anything you'd like me to talk about, or you have a guest that you're like, man, you need to interview this person, or this person needs to interview me, I would be more than happy to, to do that. And the best way to contact me is you can email dftwpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to my Instagram page, which is at underscore Michael underscore head. Um, There's so many different ways to contact me. I would love to hear uh, some ideas and even hear how this podcast is helping you. I hope you have a great day and we'll see you next week.